let's go ahead and get things started then. Mm-hmm. What's going on, party people? My name is Kyle Springer, and you are listening to episode 6 of The Review Show. This is going to be a pretty awesome one. I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. How are you? Hello! I'm great. It is a sunny, like, Sunday morning as we record this. This is a great brunch podcast. Good. It's it's <laughs> not as sunny where I am, oh. but, I mean, it, it looks like it on the camera, at least, because I have a window right in front of me, so I'm pasty McPale over here. <laughs> but uh, You do look luminous. <laughs> yeah. Bright lights and everything. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I we're, we're streaming, we're live on Twitch. If you are joining us on Twitch, thank you. Come hang out with us in the chat. Um, you guys can follow us on t- on Twitch and be notified anytime we go live. Our Twitch page could use some love, so come come hang out with us. Um, but if not, that is a-okay, because we'll, we will be putting this up on YouTube and as a podcast the following week. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm ex- excited to talk about this one. I'm, like, yes. <sighs> trying to, like, <laughs> slow down and take deep <laughs> breaths. Um, we're, we're talking about Kids on the Slope this week. Uh, and it is an anime that is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it is one of my favorites, and I'm trying to think how I even like found out about this one um i i think i think it was a guy that i knew that mentioned it to me and recommended it while we we were working this event um and we were just like on staff there so we were just kind of hanging out while everyone was off having fun we're sitting there talking about Mm -hmm. comics and anime and stuff like that um and I guess after mentioning that, mentioning that I had seen Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, he was like, "Oh, have you heard of Kids on 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 the Slope?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" He goes, "It's another one by the same director, Shinichiro Watanabe is is his name, and he made this one, and it's a lot shorter. It's not very well known, but it's really good." And, like, you wouldn't expect it to be good because it's so different from the rest of his stuff. It's, like, a slice of life kind of romance, but more of a bromance kind of thing going on. And I was like, yeah, that's not really my style. I don't know. You know, like, I I like that director, but I don't know. And then I finally checked it out, and I was in tears. I was like, this (laughs) is so good. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so what did you think of Kids on on the Slope? I liked it. I was very charmed by it, and I it went in a, a lot of places I didn't expect it to go. I mm-hmm. spent a lot of it trying to gauge what the tone was going to be, like if it was going to be more of like just sort of a simple, pleasant slice of life, or if it was going to go more into the drama, and it did keep going more into the drama, but yeah. never so much that it got like very gloomy yeah yeah it's i mean there there are definitely some like sad teen angsty parts and stuff like that yeah plenty of those it's it's never like really doom and gloom except for one character but he also gets a good ending um yeah but uh yeah it it 
it surprised the hell out of me. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I, I was expecting a little bit more action, of course, but that's just me because that's what I like out of shows. So I had my fingers crossed for, like, mm-hmm. like them doing more shows and, like, barroom fights and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Because it's, it's, it's in this, like, post-war, like, late post-war period where t- tensions are still kind of high. Japan is like rebuilding and stuff like that um and so i was just expecting like a little bit more tension from that scene but my 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 friend was like no it's a romance i was like okay Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah um and yeah like i i I think like this is one of the things that i've noticed as i've gotten older like i've gotten more and more kind of open to the idea that hey there's other things out there that I might really really like even though it might seem like I I won't yeah and that's that's kind of part of what this podcast is all about right just to like explore all of the stuff that's out there um mm-hmm. like hey I'm not a huge fan of romance stuff maybe there's some stuff out there that I might really like you know um because that that's not to say that there's not good stories in romance, you know, in in the romance genre, right? Yeah, and not to pigeonhole myself as the girl on this podcast, but if you want romances, I can find you some. <laughs> we we can definitely do some more romances on on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've always wanted to do on this show that we haven't yet was like a cage drama. Like a Korean yeah. drama, because I always he- hear uh, about them, but I have no idea what they are or you know stuff like that. So yeah, we'll that see. sounds really fun. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I side note, I actually have been watching a Korean drama show. It's more of a crime show, and it's really good. Okay. It's a Netflix nice. original show called Bad G- 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 Guys Vile City, and it's fantastic. Um, okay. But yeah, I digress. Uh, Kids on the Slope, though. Um, so if, if, if you've never watched this anime, let me give you a little bit bit of a rundown of what this is. Uh, so, so you guys know. Um, like I said, it kind of takes place in super late post-war period, kind of more Cold War-ish. Um, because there's, there's a scene in there where you see the calendar and it's 68 is Yeah, is I think the, the series spans like 66 to 68. It Something goes for like a that. decent amount of time, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that because I, I have some good things to say about mm-hmm. the like length of t- time that it, it, it spans, it's banned. Um, but it takes place kind of in this late post-war period and it's about this kid who's kind of a military brat, from what I understood, um, mm-hmm. where his father is kind of moving from town to town and stuff like that. And so he has to change schools basically every year. So he's kind of a loner, uh, doesn't really have very many f- friends, but he also plays classical piano, and that's like his passion. Um Sorry if you guys can hear the dogs running around in the background. They are overly excited today. I think they know that their mom is is coming back. 
My, mm-hmm. my, my roommate has been out of town this weekend. Um, but yeah, so this, this kid, he plays classical piano, and that's his passion, and he moves to this new town, and it's kind of the same old rigmarole where he's kind of mm-hmm. stressed out about moving, meeting new people, and he just he thinks it's the worst. Like, the, the 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 most doom and gloom this show has is the opening scene where he's just like, I hate this. Oh, yes. This is the worst. He's, he starts off so angsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is, this is, is this all that life is? Walking up this mm-hmm. slope every day with these stupid kids and the, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's, he's going to a brand new high school and the very, very first day he has this panic attack. And he kind of runs t- to the roof of his school because he like that's what he in the past has kind of done. He runs up to the roof, kind of goes out there where hopefully no one else is, and he at least gets some f- f- fresh air where he can just mm-hmm. kind of calm down and take a breath. Except when he gets up to the roof, there's these chairs kind of lined up. And there's something covered in this, like, white sheet. And he's just like, what in the world is this? And so he kind of lifts the sheet off, and it's a dude. It's a guy just laying <laughs> on the chairs. And they have the, like, most, like, not even subtle, but, like, gay subtext there ever was. <laughs> Yes, yes, they do and that a like, couple times through yeah, the series. It's really funny, actually. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's this like really like almost homoerotic scene, it, like slow mm. motion. They're grabbing wrists. They almost kiss. It's like it's an angel, <laughs> you know. And it's just like <laughs> uh, okay. And I I remember watching that because me being like I don't really like romance. And I'm like, yeah, what did I start watching? <laughs> yeah, it took me a, a long time into the series to figure out if they were supposed to be, like, actual <laughs> romantic love interests or not, or just very strong, platonic love interests to each other. Very, That's kept it, kind of vague the whole time. It ends up being kind of very strong, platonic f- friends. Yeah, but which it, I did like. It would, would, yeah, which there there needs to be more kind of relationships like that on TV and stuff because mm-hmm. there's not en- enough of them. Or if there are, it's it's just very like, hey, bro, what are you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but but yeah, so he meets this guy uh, that's kind of out by the roof, and he's kind of the the school bully, like the school bad boy. Uh, I think yeah. they describe him as uh, like this this bad boy that even the teachers don't know how to manage. He just kind of does what he wants, and that's him. I wrote him down... Yeah, I wrote him down in my notes as chaotic good drum ruffian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's, like, overly dramatic for someone who's Mm -hmm. this, like, kind of macho... Like, the the macho character of, of the show, or one of them. 
but yeah, mm-hmm. he's just kind of this chaotic good where he does whatever he wants, but he he's like in the end like really good natured, you know. Yeah. And he he just wants to care about the people that he lo- 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 loves. Um. So his his name is uh, Centaro. Uh, the main character's name they give him a nickname uh, of Richie after R- 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 Richie Rich because they know he's a a very w- wealthy student. Um, mm-hmm. and they kind of get into a fight kind of right away. Well, not, not them two. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting, but Centaro goes and fights some of the seniors on the roof, um, and it's just kind of this rough and tumble, you know, like, let's go, let's go beat them up. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they, they eventually kind of get into some trouble, and they're in the nurse's office and Centaro is kind of drumming with his fingers on on the on the desk just you know mm-hmm. and um uh, the Richie R- is like is that jazz and <laughs> Centaro's like you know what that is did we just have a moment like <laughs> um this is from back when jazz was new yeah like j- jazz was super pop well it, it was it was super pop popular in the united states but for where they are yeah. like th- this is stuff that they had to get imported and considering mm-hmm. kind of their relations with the u.s you, you know it wasn't the best uh at at that time um and so yeah i'm sure it was this kind of like it it it, it was kind of that like dreamy period of j- j- jazz where if you liked it you were you like you were cool like you were one of the in yeah people he was like you, you like you know wh- what it is he's like well i play classical but i yeah i at least know it you know um and so like they instantly become f- 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 friends even if they're a bit reluctant at, at first um mm-hmm. but richie who knows how to play classical is very stiff like very much i must play the song by the books by the notes, yeah. how it needs to be. There is no soul, you know? Um, and so most of the story kind of revolves around them teaching Richie to play jazz and just kind of like, hey, like loosen up, just feel it, just yeah. feel the music. And then kind of paralleling that sentiment with what's happening in their la 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 in their lives. It's like, hey, like, mm-hmm. life isn't something that you can necessarily play by the books. It's not that, yeah. like, you, 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 you can't expect it to go one certain way the entire time. Like, you're, you're going to go in all sorts of different di- 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 directions. You're going to be fast. You're going to be slow. It's going to be something you don't expect. Um, and that's kind of what, j- 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 jazz m- 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 what jazz music is all about, right? Just, like... We can do anything. We can go anywhere, um, and it's it, this show ends up being a lot of fun. Yeah. So, that's that's kind of what this show is. I think we're about to dive into it a little bit more and get into spoiler territory. So, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet, go check it out. Go watch it. It's on Hulu. Uh, I'm sure you guys can find it other places as well. But if you have Hulu, it is on there. You can watch. Uh, I think it's only twelve or thirteen episodes, so it's super yeah, I think short. It's 12. 
you could watch it in a weekend or a couple nights, you know. Um, but it's really fantastic, and the soundtrack is great. Uh, so go mm-hmm. go go check it out, and then come back here, and you can finish the rest of this with us. Uh, but if you're sticking out with us on t- on Twitch, enjoy. L- l- let us know what you thought, because right now I opted us into t- Twitch's new low latency streams, which means hmm. um, like fan interactions or like the the ch- ch- chat inter- interactions are almost instant. So as I say. Uh, like, hey, Eric Mannix is really cool, and if he was yeah. in in the chat r- right now, he could be like, why, yes, I am, instantly. <laughs> and it would be amazing. Um, yeah, so c- 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 come l- let us know what you thought. Uh, if you don't make it for this one, come next week. Come hang out with us. Because um, mm-hmm. we, we would love to have your, your guys' thoughts and opinions on this show as well. Melissa... Yes. Now that we're kind of getting into spoiler territory, like, well, first, let me ask you this: what What were you expecting when when I pitched this show? What in in your mind? What were you expecting this show to be? I think I was expecting the two leads to be more reticent to befriend each other. I thought we were going to spend more time with them as like rivals. And more time in the school as just classmates who had opposing attitudes about things. And, like, maybe they'd be in a music class at school and that's where they would clash. And they wouldn't be, like, friends until, oh, episode seven or something. And it kind of, like, ends up being that battle that uh, Centauro and Chijuni had where they're just, like, you know, they're they're going at it. Like, well, you take this. You take that. You take this. Okay. And I was expecting it to be a little bit more, like, lighthearted. Not to say that it isn't, mm-hmm. but this isn't, like, this isn't a comedy show. Like, I don't know if I actually, like, laughed out loud very much, but it is, like, very pleasant the whole time. Like, it's just smooth and easy and charming. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very charming show. Um, mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you did enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this. What did you think now that you've seen the, the, the whole thing? What are your thoughts? It definitely went some places I wasn't expecting it to go. Like the way the show ends where like they, like all three yeah. of them haven't seen each other in eight years. Like completely took me by surprise. Yeah. That seemed like such a big dramatic thing to pin at the end of this show. It's like the super dramatic, super happy and extra joyful like crescendo of the whole mm-hmm. show. Um I mean cuz like besides that last scene, it all kind of falls apart like at the end yeah. there. Which is super sad, and then it's just like, well, I guess life moves on, you know, and that that's it. And then they yeah, have that was, reunion there. It was a lot more disastrous than I thought it would be, or I guess not disastrous, but like, yeah, you're right, things really do just fall apart for the main cast, like, right there at the end. Yeah. And a lot of it is sort of, it is kind of frustrating watching this, because... 
like you kids can just talk to each other and you would solve a lot of your problems. They're like in a high lot school. of the drama. They're like 15 yeah, yeah. years old, so they don't know what communication is. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the drama in the show is just like, oh, I want to tell you, but for a lot of dumb personal reasons, I can't. I'm yeah. like, no, just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> the angst. There's so much angst in in yes in this show. Mm-hmm. High school angst. Mm-hmm. But there were like nice breaks from that. Like I loved. Um, I, I thought it was neat that. Let me find their no- their names in my notes. It was Brother June and then the rich girl, um, Yukira. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked that Brother June and Yukira had that little side story that wrapped itself up like pretty soon and like fairly simply compared to the other kids storylines yeah like okay these people actually it took them a while but they did open their hearts to each other and actually say what it was they wanted to say like she comes to him and she's like i have four questions you're going to answer all four of my questions yeah yeah She's she's kind of the one of the more mature ones of, of the bunch but that's that whole scene that whole storyline is really really cool and evil at the same time because it sets <laughs> it sets you up for an expectation of this is how i want their like the end of their story to go and yeah. at the end when richie gets on the ch- train and, yeah. and 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 then rico ch- change shows up you want the same thing to happen you're like i know this can happen i've seen it work before just grab her and pull her on the train yeah and it doesn't happen and she's running after it and you're just like no (laughs) (laughs) we also had that scene with um richie or kauru is his real name with him and his mom which was something that actually was not as dramatic and angsty as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually is a very warm, pleasant re- reunion with his mom. And they've got this really sweet moment, like, just as she is seeing him off on the train, where, like, she says, I think she says, I'm sorry yeah. for leaving him as he's departing off the train. And he says, yeah. like, I forgive you, or it's okay. And he's like, I don't know if she ever saw me mouth that to her as we rushed away on the train, but I like to think that she... She knew it. Like, I think yeah. we are settled with each other. So we've got, like, that relationship, and we've got, you know, June and Yukira. And, yeah, you're expecting, like, the third goodbye on the train to go that... Like, that To not be smoother, a goodbye. Yeah. To have more connection, to have some actual communication to it. But, no, it's just them, like, waving at each other as they are yeah. yards and, away from each other. And she's still happy for for him, but it's, yeah. but it's still just like, no... Like a you know mm-hmm. the, the, the Adele moment. We could have had it up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it, it, this that that scene really sets 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 you up for some heart break down down mm-hmm. the road. Uh, let me ask you this: Did did you c- cry at all watching this, or or tear up? I did get a little teared up at the end, but especially, like, I am more affected by, like, very sweet, heartwarming, victorious things Uh than, like, sad things. The most emotional part for me was that festival performance. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That was just 
beautiful and like the students are all rushing in from like all over the campus like oh do you, do you hear what they're doing in the auditorium like everybody this is amazing like everybody yeah. come listen to this that and like they just grab each other and like run off at the end yeah <laughs> that was fantastic it was that's awesome. the highlight of the whole series for me i think that that melody that they do is amazing yeah. um it's so good mm-hmm. um and yeah, like that. That was I. I think. I mean, I've I've watched this show multiple times, but the the ending is like always gets me. Uh, just that like happy reunion. Yeah. Uh, I cry every single time mm-hmm. time at that. But I think this was the first time. Yeah, yeah. that that their 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 festival like performance actually made me cry. Just because mm-hmm. I, I love this so much. I love this song. I'm so happy. They're having fun. It is great. Yeah. You know, and they, they have that moment where where he's where Richie is kind of behind the curtain and he mm-hmm. he hears Centaro talking like as like as they're because they're they're doing the festival and the power kind of shows out or they're, they're like the the, mm. the fuse for their amps go out. So the yeah. band that's on there can't really play. And Richie, who's kind of on staff, has to go see if he can fix it. So he's behind stage, mm-hmm. and they're li- literally separated by a c- c- curtain. And they don't know that, you know, they're on opposite sides. And Centauro oh, is, is, yeah. is sitting there like, nah, I think th- this will be, you know, my, my last thing. Because I'm, I'm waiting on my, my real p- partner, you know. And, it's yes. just, and he's just like... Oh. I'm gonna go play. Like I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. hop on the piano right now. Like I, I'm not gonna keep him waiting, you know. And that's what he does. He just hops on the piano, and they're like, "Oh, oh, shit! Oh, oh, okay, yeah, let's go," mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And it's so good. It's like, so we don't happy. Need... Yeah, like we don't need electric guitars like the previous band that was playing here. Like we can do this just the two of us impromptu by ourselves no electricity let's go and it's like i imagine for every student at that school that's something they remember years later like oh do you remember that really great jazz performance that popped up at the festival yeah yeah um which in fact one of the characters mentions that at their graduations yeah i forget get his name but he was the nerd guy that used yeah, to yeah that is uh maruo i think maruo or mauru or yeah. something like that yeah mauru mauru um they, but by the way this watching it again this time he is by far one of my favorite side characters they did some <laughs> amazing nice. things with him that i didn't even even realize or catch in 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 this that he is like he's the nerd at like the first episode that no one likes but then um when the like the art student kid is auditioning for the band he's the one that Mm -hmm. is shredding on the electric guitar and he's so good and the ladies love him for it and he's just he's so happy he's just like ah yes people like me (laughs) it's so great i loved I loved his transformation. I love yeah. how he just very quietly in the background gets more confident as the show goes on into where it's like graduation and he's super happy. And there's like a girl who asks him for like one of the buttons off his jacket, which I guess is the equivalent Some to like, kinda, give me yeah. your ring, your, like your class ring or something, something like that. Something like that, and yeah. So he's very successful. He is, he's getting it. <laughs> I did really like the balance of these very 
angsty, tumultuous main characters with very stable side characters. Like, uh-huh. somebody I really loved was um, Matsuoka Seiji, who is the art student that puts together that band. And when you first meet him... <clears throat> Well, first of all, he's so flamboyant and so theatrical. Yeah, and I was trying to, like, figure out... He almost feels like he's from a different show entirely. Yeah. And I spent a while trying to figure him out if all that flamboyantness was like, oh, is this... This is set in, like, 1967. Is this the first actual gay person any of these people are meeting and then as you learn more about him and how he wants to be like a rock pop star it's like oh no that's just stage man theatricality act yeah 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 it's all this like i i want to be something that the girls can like scream about and you know because like his he gives centauro the beatles record like yeah that's what he's all about you know it's kind of this more like hippie like let's just love everyone you know let's be yeah. happy and put on a show and and he we, we see him down the road the road when richie's a doctor and he's on this show and he's doing a live performance yeah. but you it's not on screen but when this when the camera cuts back to richie you still hear the uh the the audio of the tv in the back <laughs> Mm-hmm. around and he mentions and i also really like jazz yes and i'm just like so yes i i i know why he likes jazz mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. so say it took me like a little while to figure out how to read him and like exactly how he was fitting into the story but i did really like him and i love how he just comes out perfectly straightforward and says what he is about like yeah Yeah. i come from a family where i don't have a lot of money and i have all of these siblings and i'm really hoping to like make it big so i can have something that will provide for my family like he just spells out everything he is about and it was such a breath of fresh air with all of these characters like not displaying their true feelings this kid is just like yes this is who i am and this is what i want to do yeah and yeah, and that's why Sentaro is like, "Hey, I'll I'll, j- I'll join you," because he like one he can kind of relate, but then he 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 respected that he was like, "Hey, I know what what I want. Here's my goal. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm g- g- going after." So, lots of good stuff. Lots of like great small details in in this show yeah Um, we didn't spend a lot of time at the school compared to how much i was expecting we would mm -hmm. when i started the show but i did love everything at the school like they've got tiny little appearances and some of them don't even have like names but all of the classmates they have were always entertaining like the one girl that goes up to Ritsuko and is like, I'm gonna knit something for a boy I like. Do yeah. you want to knit a boy project with me? <laughs> yeah. And it was just so quaint and sweet. So like, wholesome. Like, oh, I love this boy. I'm gonna make him a sweater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, th- th- there's lots of good stuff like that. There's, um, like, I, even, what was uh, the girl's name that brother june gets with what was her name again uh yukira yukira um her her c- c- cat she names it Chet, Yes. which it, it, I, I think the first time i watched it i never caught it i caught it 
before, but then it was I, I I hadn't watched the show in a while, so it was something I saw. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's that's a good good little small note, and that's the first like that's the name of the jazz artist of the first jazz record that she saw, and she oh. listened to Ch- Chet Baker sings when she that's first right. when yeah. she first comes to the shop she's looking at this record chet baker sings which is actually a fantastic record but by the way he's an actual trumpet player and he's he's saying some some sometimes but um yeah just like to see that when her cat like hops out of her lap and she's like chet come back you know it's like oh she named it after after you know this jazz artist that that she likes um and all because of brother june you know um yeah so there's lots of little good stuff like like that throughout the show and i think that's one of the things that this show does really well um Mm -hmm. like i i want to get on to some of the animation and the directing but the just the, the with the amount of time that they had in 13 episodes the amount of stuff that they just packed into this show yeah was incredible and Mm -hmm. not once did i feel like it was too much or that it was like like i have if you've seen like uh spider-man 2 with andrew garfield that was just overly bloated with stuff and it was just like, you know, there probably could have been a good storyline in here, but there's 50 other storylines. So, you know, I don't really know which one to pay attention to or care about. And I, I think mm-hmm. there can be a lot of, like, movies or TV shows that end up doing that, where there's just too much stuff. And they dilute, like, the point of their story or what their story is actually about or or. Uh, mm-hmm. what their characters' motivations are with all this extra stuff. And I I think this show does a really good job of kind of spelling it out. Even if it is that t- t- teen angst, like they, they yeah. it's it's weird because you, you, like you mentioned, you have the characters like, this is who I am. This is what I want. Here's my goal. I have four four questions like you need to answer answer them right now you know there's characters Mm -hmm. like that and then on the opposite end of this of the spectrum we have the main characters that are super angsty but by doing that you know what their motivations are you know what they're thinking like you actually really like this person you know you Mm -hmm. this is why you're doing this like you don't need to sit here and think like, why am I doing this? Like, I can tell you why you're doing this. <laughs> yes. You know? And I, I think it, it has, it, 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 it does that really well where you get the k- k- character's motivations, you get what they're thinking, you know, you know what the show is about easily. And because of that, you, you don't need to spend all of this time on kind of extra side stories and stuff like that i mean there there are there are side stories but but again you you don't spend much time on them it's just like here's what happened here's what's happening now you know Mm -hmm. and that's it and i really liked that like i i 
honestly could have seen like two more seasons of this and just been perfectly happy with like the amount of stuff because like i i ended up caring about what happened in these people's lives i mean didn't is that something you noticed with the show yeah i think they did a good job of not putting too much time on things you didn't need like we can see like Ritsuko doesn't have a mother in the picture. We don't know if she died or anything like that, right. but we don't we don't spend time dwelling on it because that's not really important to our emotional story right now, which is just dealing with these boys that she likes and dealing with um, a lack of confidence in herself. Mm-hmm. So they don't spend time on things that they could but really aren't needed, but they do throw in stuff that, like, I am so happy this was here. Like, they could have done the story without it, and I don't know if I would have missed it, but, like, to have it here is fantastic. Like, I love Kaoru's relationship with Sentaro's little sister. Yeah. Yeah, like, he sort of... Like, he sees her playing by herself one day, and he's like, oh, I don't want you to be alone. I'll play with you. And another one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is when they're playing that with the tin can phone. Yep. And he's pretending to be, like, a child therapy office, and she's telling him about this boy who teases her in class. It's, and yeah, it's kind of his, like, it's the moments that he has where he can actually be an adult. And he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the t- teen, because he sees someone younger than him, and he he's now in the aspect of, like, hey, yeah. I've been there. I know what it's like. You know, here's Here's what you're thinking, you know? Um, but it's it's just a, a reflection of his 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 own stuff, right? Where he, yeah. he's just like, "There's this girl that I like, but I don't really know what to do. It's kind of difficult, mm-hmm. you know." And he's sitting there like, "Well, maybe you should just t- tell this guy how you feel." You know, it's like, "You idiot! You yeah. do that!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, take your own advice. <laughs> yeah, I think this that was a really emotional scene for me, and I think the show was good at recognizing we don't need this thing so we're not going to put it in Mm -hmm. and also we don't need this thing but this is just going to be this extra like perfect topping on top of what we're doing yeah yeah and i i i I think they they counter that really well with the way wantanabe directs this show Mm -hmm. um that that was something i tried to pay attention to more in 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 this show um and we, we, we get a lot, uh, well, especially now that we've mentioned that the show is really short and there's so much packed in mm-hmm. in in there. Yeah. Like, you might expect there to not really be any room to breathe and just, like, mm-hmm. it, it's all, like, nonstop, just boom, 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 this beat, no. this beat, that beat, you know. And that's really not the case. And I think that's because, or partly because of the way this show was directed. Um, it, like, there's a lot of moments while the characters are talking or while they're kind of monologuing um, or even while, while yeah. something more dramatic and upbeat is happening that the camera will cut to something else, just something yeah. in nature or something... You know, it might have it might have some kind of emotional, poetic kind of you know connection, maybe. But you know, they'll be talking, and then all of a sudden, you'll get this scene of like a leaf falling, and mm-hmm. 
that's it. And it, it's like, you didn't need to show us that leaf or it doesn't really have much impact on the show itself, but it kind of takes you away from everything and and gives you a moment to breathe. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, while they're still saying that, I can k- kind of sit here, watch this leaf fall and process it. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a really nice touch. And <laughs> it's funny enough because I've heard people say like who who aren't fans of anime that like they're mm-hmm. like yeah the animation is great and all but they'll spend like two minutes on a scene where like a leaf is floating in a river and it has nothing to do with <laughs> no, the show it's nice. and it's like why did you even need to put that in there and mm-hmm. i i can understand that you know when they linger too too long Mm. but again like we'll get that but we don't linger it's it's um like we we, yeah like there's so much in this show that we'll get that scene we'll get that beat and then cut right back to whatever is happening and i think Mm -hmm. it it makes for like a really nice pace or like change of pace but then right back to what we were doing if that makes sense yeah, I think the show is paced very well. I never <coughs> felt like there was anything both, like, larger in terms of a storyline or smaller in terms of, like, a shot of something that went on longer than needed or went by too fast. Yeah, yeah so that, that, that did really well, which now I kind of want to go watch Watanabe's other stuff and see. Because, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've watched his stuff knowing that I like the show's but never really analyzing them to be like, okay, what is he actually doing to like make, you know, make this story more impactful or make these characters stand out. And that was something I was kind of looking for in, in, in this thing. Um, and it, it's funny because another thing I noticed is that they don't, they don't really change the way the camera like looks at a character when they're thinking inside their heads, yeah. Like some, some, sometimes shows might do that just to like let you know, like, hey, this—he's not actually saying this; he's thinking it, <laughs> right? But this, they don't really differentiate that. So the, they're they're kind of yeah. wearing their their thoughts and their emotions on their sleeve. It's it's j- just the exact same of of them talking. Um, Mm-hmm. And which is why I think like it's so easy for us to be like, no, you like her. Go talk to her. Yeah, you, you, know, you, yeah. you know what I mean. And not like, well, does he really like her? I don't know. He did this one thing over here that one day, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like no, like you. This is basically you speaking. You you like her. Mm-hmm. You know, go or you you like him. Go make him that those mittens. You know. Um, yeah. So it, it's. I don't know. That's that was something that I p- picked up on. Mhm. Um did did you notice anything about the art that that you wanted to talk on or talk about? Yeah. The show looks very good and in particular the scenes where they are playing music, like watching Sentaro play the drums is beautiful. Like those drums are 
animated so lovingly, like the way they move, the way the, you know, the symbols just glisten, the way on some shots, the shots where it's like the entire quartet playing, the camera almost like vibrates, like there's so much sound and so much energy in that room that the camera itself also can't stay still. (laughs) And the movements were so fluid. Like, I think sometimes on Centauro, it might have even been like a really high quality rotoscope of an actual drummer did you kind of get that vibe i'm assuming that was their process i don't actually know um but the person who produced the music yoko kano she does a lot of the music for wantanabe's animes Mm -hmm. and she produces a lot of it with her own band called the seatbelts um, they yes. they were the ones that that made the cowboy bebop theme song the and they did all of the well I'm not sure if the seatbelts did but she 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 did all of the music for this like she recorded it with other people and I think she was the one playing piano I'm not sure I could be wrong on on that but yeah i'm assuming they hired like musicians to to play these songs and they they filmed them and then like made the animation based off of that um because it it looked really real and yes um it 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 was not only i mean i mean yeah because like it's it's not just that it looks real but you could see the like the drum fails were matching what he did you know and so that's that's like oh like they really like this is not just them like oh it's it's uh you know they just they just happen to be playing music no this is the character's heart and soul is here this is the time that they really spent the time and money and dedication to make sure this animation is is right I, Mm i i saw a comment somewhere i think it was on youtube as i went to go look for the melody that they did at the festival um yeah and in one of the comments someone was like i like overall i didn't like the writing in the in this show but most of what the characters actually say is in the music that they play and like that yes. like that's that's how they speak and that's that's where there there's not this teen angst oh do i or don't i i don't know i'm helpless mm-hmm. um but when they're playing the the songs they know exactly what to think and know exactly what to yes. feel and that's like their true selves and he was like i loved that um and yeah so like i i think you kind of had to spend that time on mm-hmm. on like hey this is what the characters are actually about we need to make sure this is perfect um there was another scene in there that i noticed that they did that same style with did 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 you pick up on what it was outside of all the music performances yes oh i don't know which one which one are you thinking about it was during the festival the montage of all the students being like, oh, shit, like, come listen. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. I did notice that that animation was, like, extra fluid and human, I guess. Yeah, very much so. And so it's it's kind of fascinating to see. It's not just about how 
the like how they felt making the songs and stuff but it's effect on other people too yes and that that was just like this is really cool like this is like i I, that's exactly what i would be doing like you have to listen to this this is fantastic you know um so yeah like it's i did did you happen to listen to our episode on um what's it called it's an anime shirobako no, no, I haven't listened to that one. I haven't listened to a lot of the back catalog of things I'm not already familiar with. That's A-OK-K. It's, okay. it's another anime um, that p- p- Paul was the one that p- p- pitched it. I p- picked mm-hmm. it because it's an anime about making anime. Oh. And I it just skyrocketed instantly to one of my favorites. Because um, nice. it, it's... It's about this, like, fictional anime studio, and there's a couple characters that are, like, new and stuff like that. There's actually a group of girls who were in their high school's, like, anime club, Um, and as they're, like, going away senior project in that club, they made their own episode of an anime and then they mm-hmm. all they all go to college, so they go their separate ways, and they all each go into the anime industry with the goal that one day they all want to work on it in anime together. Um, so it's 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 it's, oh. it's 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 neat. It's it's a good story, but you really get this inside look on how it's all made. Of when mm-hmm. when I need to animate a cat. Like, I actually need to go spend time with cats and, like, figure out how they move and stuff like that. And there's there's a, a part in there where they're doing this one anime and there's a stampede of horses. And they're like, yeah, we don't really have anyone that can do that or that we know mm-hmm. of. And so they, they kind of go to some freelancers for some help. And a lot of the characters in that show are based off of real people. And so they mm-hmm. go to this one ca- <laughs> this one character who is the animator in real life who did uh, Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion, which in that show it's called something else you know it's 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 a knockoff but you know that that's what Mm -hmm. it is and he's like wait why are you coming to me with this when in your studio you have a veteran like that this is his specialty and you just didn't know it like you've been having Mm -hmm. him do all this stupid stuff like you know but this is his specialty and there was this one scene and he's like acting it out and he he did this and then when they move like this and it's fantastic and like i i can't help but think of that just like what they went to get those musicians just right to film them at all the right angles to okay it makes sense Mm -hmm. to you know do all of that and it it looks so good and it turned out so well and i'm just like man they they put their heart and soul in into making this it's so good so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm yeah i could definitely feel all of the love in this show like they didn't pick jazz just because it was cool like they picked it because it really meant something to them and yeah. they wanted to explore how it meant something to all these characters and to the japanese culture at that time yeah and the whole show just felt like a tribute yeah um which is is 
interesting because when Watanabe directs, or most of the shows that he's he's done are very heavily like music influenced. Uh, Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop is obviously like jazz and funk. Uh, Space to Dandy is more disco. Um, mm-hmm. Samurai Champloo is hip hop, uh, and this is classical and jazz. And the difference is that this one, the story is actually about the the music. Um, the other ones, like the story, doesn't really center around that. It's just the soundtrack in the back around, and kind of how some of the show is made. Um, where like you know, space dandy, the music is disco, and so the show is this kind of really loud, flamboyant, bright lights yeah. and colors, you know, and stuff like that. Where Cowboy Bebop is jazz and funk, so it 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 yeah. has this this cooler edge to it. But it it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily slow paced, but it has these like fight scenes where things pick up right and it you know it's like oh they're you know they're getting into some some action you know um but it like it it's never really about the music um and this one i i think stands out compared to the rest of them because because of that like the 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 songs the sound track all of that stands out to me because like they had to put so much more love into the entirety of the show because like it won't not that that not that they had to put that much more into the entirety of the show but like the songs feature that much more like as as a much more central theme if if that makes sense so yeah yeah <laughs> What did you think of the music? Did did you have a favorite song or I really liked everything they did with my favorite things. Mhm. Especially it goes through so many different iterations. Yeah. None of which are the original like Julie Andrews version that we know and love and that started this whole thing. And then I especially loved when after they've been practicing like all week and they're just lying on the floor exhausted and they just go around and say what their favorite things are that yeah. was really sweet good scene good scene yeah, yeah that that one they they took some extra care on which is also neat because yeah like i think a lot of people think of like the original julie andrews mm-hmm. version and that's not really jazzy at all no no <laughs> um and, like, that's kind of one of the cool things about jazz, too. Like, everyone mm-hmm. did everyone else's songs. Like, everyone had their own yes. rendition of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, I I have p- playlists that have three versions of my funny va- 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 Valentine <laughs> on there and stuff, you know? Um, and, it, like, it, like, that... To, to see them take a, a, a song, then that, yeah, there are jazz interpretations of that song, but then to see them take all of them and just kind of make their own thing, 
you know? It's like, that's really cool. So that, that, that stood out to me for sure. Um, I, I, I think for me, my favorite song was obviously the me- me- melody that they did. Yeah. But um, what I, I think what was even cooler to me was that each of the episode names was a name of a favorite yes. or, or of a famous jazz song. And that the mm-hmm. that those names c- kind of had something to do with what was happening in the in the 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 the, 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 sh- the show. Like I think I think the scene when they do the live performance at, at the jazz bar. I if I'm not mistaken, I believe that episode is called um, uh, "But Not for Me," which there's a a, a, a song like they're writing songs of love, but not for me. Uh, which yeah. is, I believe is the one that he s- ends up singing in, in there, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I'm not sure, but yeah. So it, like, it's what what's happening in that episode is when we first kind of start to see that. Oh, so Richie likes uh, Richan. Richan likes mm-hmm. Centaro. Centaro likes what's her name, and what's her name <laughs> likes. Br- Brother June, I cannot remember her name at all. <laughs> um, and they each k- k- kind of like someone else, but it's it, so they yeah. each have this like, hey, we like they all know like you idiot if you just turned around, yes! you know, yes, like so that like their love is in the air. They're writing songs of love, but not for me because the person mm-hmm. that I like likes someone else, you know. Yeah. and they they all feel that, and I'm like, that's so good. They, they've made that so well. Yeah, the whole series is just this chain of romantic drama dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when one thing goes bad for someone, it goes bad for yep. everyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good show. I did, I, yeah, yeah. I also want to say that I like that it wasn't 100% romantic drama like Mm -hmm. i really appreciated all the stuff with like centauro's family yeah to where like his mother ran off and his dad ran off and i guess he's with like his stepmom and all of his half siblings and like he's so scared when his dad finally comes back like oh i am one of the things that pushed my dad away in the first place well his his dad it, I think was a U.S. soldier, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and his, then, yeah, his birth dad and and his like um his mother's husband, I guess, is what I, who I'm talking about when I say his dad. Yeah. So, but yeah, so like his his birth dad was a U.S. soldier. His m- mom was kind of shunned by the family because, or yeah, not really shunned, but t- to a point where she just ran off. And so she just mm-hmm. kind of abandoned him to, you know, th- this, like, adopted step family. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and so he's, he's like, he has this whole kind of, it, like, inferiority complex, kind of. Like, he, yeah. he needs to project, which is perfect that he kind of plays the drums because stereotypically Mm -hmm. that's like the loud one where you can you know just get all of your anger out you know um but yeah there's 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 some 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 good stuff some good backstories yeah and i think it's an interesting juxtaposition that 
all of the family relationships, though they seem daunting at first, end up being pretty stable. Like when Sintaro's dad, I guess, the dad who raised him comes back, he's not as angry as Sintaro expects. And like when Kaoru sees his mom again for the first time in years, mm-hmm. like that's not a very, like that's a fairly pleasant reunion. Like they're both really glad to see each other. And, like, even when Kaoru, when his dad comes back after being away at work for so long. Yeah. Like, his dad's actually, like, not as scary as we've been led to believe. Like, you know, he's very, like, I would like you to have good grades, son. But also he's like, hey, I found out where your mother is. Uh, here's her address. I don't, you, you're you yeah. welcome to go visit her on your next break. Like, just, uh, here's this letter. Just stop and think about it for a little while. Like, he's fairly gentle in that regard. And to have all these tumultuous, like, peer relationships Mm -hmm. i think it was a nice balance that all of the familial relationships turned out fairly well even if they were intimidating at first yeah yeah it's 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 rough life is rough (laughs) life is hard (laughs) but um any final thoughts on this show it took me until, like, episode nine to figure out that the steps down into the basement practice room were also kind of a slope. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I knew we had the literal slope, which is the very steep hill that goes up to their... Their school. Uh, up to their school. And then the metaphorical slope of just, like, oh, I'm going down in my personal relationships, or, oh, I'm going up in my maturity as I grow up and learn new skills, and I graduate high school and i'm like oh there's a third slope here that i wasn't even thinking about and it's these stairs these like literal stairs they climb up and down to get to the practice room and then also like oh i've got to climb ahead of me to do this thing that i need to do life is a slippery slope yeah this is really a show with a lot of layers to it and it's definitely something i could see myself revisiting a couple years from now and finding whole new things about it yeah it's 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 a lot of fun. I think this is my like third or fourth time watching it, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'll like I'll. There's a couple sh- sh- shows that I'll go back to every like year and a half, two years, and just be like, man, I really love the show, but it's been a while, and this is well, I know, and it's still good each each time. It's just like this is this is so good, you know. Um. But yeah, so go go ch- go check it out, especially if you think this is not for you. Um, yeah, because I like this is was not on my radar at all. Would not be. This is not a, ge- a genre that I usually pay attention to. Um, but this this kind of you know opened my eyes to hey, there there's actually good stories out there mm-hmm. in genres you may or may not like. Um, you just c- kind of have to put in the research so you don't, you know, end up yeah. with some kind of ch- cheesy Fabio n- n- novel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Yeah, you're not looking for that kind of romance. <laughs> yeah, like, if you actually want a good st- story, they are out there. Um, yeah. And stuff yeah, like I, that, I, so. I'd never heard of the show until you pitched it to me last week. I'm really glad I watched it. And I think this is a great all ages show like yeah. show this to a teen and also i was watching it like oh this is an anime i could show to my like 60 something year old parents yeah I've, and they'd really enjoy i've made my mom well watch this and she she still doesn't really understand that mm-hmm. animation nowadays can be 
yeah. more than like cat and mouse, like more than actually Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Like there's actually plot la, 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 lines and stuff. I mean, she understands it because yes. she she likes Disney and stuff like that. But it's still like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's like I guess something about that g- generation that it's just like mm-hmm. she like it doesn't really c- click with her. But she she you know she, mm-hmm. she she sat there and she watched it with me and she's like, this is good. I like the m- 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 music. It's like okay, mom. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> um, as, as as I'm like heading there in in tears, like mom, it's so beautiful. Let me ask you this though, before we wrap things up and move on to pitching, what we will do for next week. Now that you've seen this, what else would you recommend to people? It, like if they watch this and liked it mm. what might you recommend oh man i don't know i couldn't come up with a whole lot of corollaries I, no actually i do kind of have something okay this is one of this is a movie i really love it's called a mighty wind it's an american <laughs> comedy movie from like the early mid 2000s it's directed by christopher guest who's the guy who did waiting for guffman and best in show and he's one of the people that created spinal tap okay. so it is this improv comedy mockumentary so stylistically completely different from this show sure but it's about this uh well-known folk music producer who has died and so all of his all the folk groups he ever produced with are coming together to create one last tribute concert to this man and in particular there's a pair of singers it's, it was this old couple named mitch and mickey mickey's a lady mm-hmm. and they were together like they were a couple doing these beautiful love songs and since then like they had broken up and this reunion tribute concert is the first time they are seeing each other in years and so this is a comedy movie, but their particular relationship to each other and how, like, no matter what events they have gone through in their life, no matter how much heartbreak and, like, torn up feelings there are between the two of them, they can always come together for the music. And the music will, like, bring the two of them back together. Like, okay, we may not be a couple, we may not be friends, but creatively, we will always be partners. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, stylistically very different, but there are some things, there are some certain vibes in that movie that if you liked Kids in the Slope, you might be able to get out of A Mighty Wind. Sounds good. I I didn't recognize it when you first mentioned it. I I Mm -hmm. haven't seen it. I think I've heard about it once before. Um, I really love it. And the music is incredible. I think it's a mix of like traditional actual folk tunes and like songs they made up for this movie and it's such high quality music in like composition and in performance i really enjoy it cool good um i i would recommend if if you liked this definitely check out wantanabe's other animes um cowboy bebop Mm -hmm. is probably what he's most known for uh, or at least yeah. most famous for initially. Um, that one c- kind of has j- 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 jazz and funk influences. Uh, Space Dandy has more disco. Samurai Champloo is more hip-hop. Um, mm-hmm. He has another one that is like nothing like this, not really music-related, though the music is kind of more ambient and techno-ish, kind of more electronic. 
uh, called Terror in Resonance, um, which is kind of mm. cool. I liked that one. Uh, but then he has another one that I also really, really liked that he helped out with. He didn't necessarily direct it, um, called Michiko and Hachin. And I really love that show, but it's more like Latin and like Latin music and Jamaican, just like islands, you know, type of stuff. And that's also good. Um, if, if you're interested in like music anime and stuff like that, um, I, I would recommend K-On!, K-On is another really good one. It's about these high school girls who join a like their their high school's uh, like music club. I guess the the name K-On kind of is a shortened up version of some Japanese word that basically means light music, which is their version of pop. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just these like high school g- girls learning to play the instruments and like you know they they do their own high school's f- festival and stuff like that um, so that was a lot of fun and I had one more and now I don't really remember it oh if if you're a little bit more into the like romance side of things I might recommend Nana um, there's a manga and an anime uh, based off of it I, so I've heard that the, the manga is unfinished, uh, mm. so th- that's kind of unfortunate, uh, but we did an episode on Nana Paul and I did a long time ago, um, so if you look way, way back in our uh, our iTunes feed, I'm sure you can find that, uh, we read the first couple volumes of the manga, but the anime is you know, same t- type of thing. But it's about these two g- g- girls, both with the name Nana, who end up meeting as they go to college. They end up becoming roommates. One of them is this, like, super feminine, girly g- g- girl thing. Like, j- just what, like, super stereotypical what you would think of, of, like, this, this, she's into, like, girly stuff. Uh, and then the other one is, like, completely, like, punk rock emo you know type of i just want to like smoke and and play a sh- a, sh- a, sh- a, sh- a show uh, so she does punk music and stuff like that but they end up bec- becoming like really good f- f- friends and i don't know where the anime or the manga goes but again there was ca- kind of this subtext of this kind of lesbian relationship happening there yeah um so if you're into that stuff it it's it's really good i highly recommend it so yeah that being said Mm -hmm. let's move on to what we are going to be talking about for this next week melissa you came up with the pitches for this week yes and i do have have three pitches for you to choose from sweet this is a movie. This is something I'm really feeling right now, but my last pick was a movie, so I don't know if I want to do another movie directly after that pick. And also, it is Shakespeare, and you guys did Prince of Cats not too long ago, we so did. you might want to save this for later. This is Joss Whedon's version of Much Ado About Nothing. Okay. I've seen this before. It's really a fun time, 
And it's been a movie I've really been wanting to revisit lately. And I think we could find some neat stuff to talk about that. Both the actual, like, direct Shakespeare. Because this isn't like an adaptation. It is just the Shakespeare play exactly as it is. So we can talk okay. about that. And then the, yeah, just the style he put over the whole thing. It's a interesting. really interesting adaptation of it. For those who don't know the story of Much Ado About Nothing, what is that kind of about? Oh, it is about this um, landowner count, something like that, some minor noble that has two daughters, and he's friends with this other. He's friends with this soldier, and the soldier and all of his other soldiers, after they've just finished a big battle, they're traveling back home through the countryside. They stop at this man's estate, and it is about his feistiest daughters relationship with also the feistiest of this group of soldiers okay and then other like romantic entanglements that happen around (laughs) them and they really like they argue the whole time and it's not until like the end if you're like are you two actually going to get together or not because you're so argumentative with each other yep okay sounds good it's one of the shakespeare comedies sounds good Mm mm-hmm pitch number Uh, two my other Yes, this is an anime on Netflix. Again, I don't know if we want to do an anime back-to-back. This is Agretsuko. I just put this on my Netflix queue. I've watched, I think, the first three episodes of it. There's maybe 12 episodes. They're like 15 minutes long. It's really cute. It's really creative. It's this world where everybody is an anthropomorphic animal. Uh And we follow this little red panda who works in an office job. She's an accountant. She's so beaten down. She hates it. And it's just about her, like, trying to survive her work week. And also, the way she lets out steam is that she does this aggressive heavy metal karaoke. Yes. So when she's frustrated, she, like, goes into herself and just (sighs) screams. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I've been see- yeah. I've been seeing people talk about it on t- on Twitter and just being like the show is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone dis- described it as this show is literally just millennial rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then pitch number three. Okay. Well, like pitch two and a half because this is I don't even know if this is something we could build an episode around. Okay. And if it isn't, then. This is just a suggestion from me to you as a friend of a thing for you to check into in your own time. This is a YouTube series called Welcome to the Basement that is two friends watching and reviewing movies. And, uh, you know, I've listened to plenty of your back catalog. I know kind of how you think about things. Uh I thought this might be a helpful thing for you to learn how I think about movies because I've watched these guys have been doing it for years and i've watched all of their episodes and they are a good example of like the way i process stories and the way i like to talk about stories with other people and they're like these 20 25 minute episodes one guy invites his friend it's always the same two guys Mm -hmm. over to his basement and the host matt is every week well every two weeks they do it twice a month i'm going to pick a movie i have never seen before craig you may or may not have seen it before And each episode is them watching this movie. They include clips from the movie. They include footage of them sitting on the couch. It's part, like, MST3K, like, riffs and jokes. And also part, like, really legitimate, smart film criticism. And just these two guys, like, being buddies and talking about things they like 
together. Okay. And it's also like really well edited and really well put together. Interesting. And oh, I thought that might be an interesting thing for you to watch and sort of find out, like learn a little bit more about like what my film criticism perspective is and what sort of things I respond to. But again, we've never, sure. like, you've never done anything that's nonfiction like that. The closest you've done is, I believe, understanding comics. Yeah. So this might be too meta of a pick, but <laughs> I wanted to throw it out there. It's an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah. Let me see. If if we did that one, how, how many episodes would you want to watch? Uh, they've been doing this for like six years and so there's, I don't know, like, it probably, there is over 100 episodes. They hit 100, I know, like, last summer or the summer before last. So, of course, we're not watching all of them. Right. And I wouldn't want to restrict us to, like, this is the first year. I think we would, like, we would jump around. I've seen all of them already. But, like, I would offer you the option of jumping around, picking what movies look interesting to you, and maybe watching a total of, like, I don't know, 24 of them. Like, about the length of a TV series we might cover. Like, 24 of these, like, 20-minute okay. episodes. Interesting. Um, let's see. They're all good for different reasons. <laughs> what do I want to do? So, uh... Let's see. Yeah, we we did do something Shakespeare fairly recently, but I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mind going back to a movie either. I I am a little bit worried that there won't be too much to talk about with the the YouTube series or or, yeah. or, or just a like a way to kind of analyze it. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely do want to check it out and see what there is. Um, but I, th I think I won't pick that one. So it's either mm -hmm. the movie or the anime. Yeah. I figured the YouTube series was like a weird wild card pick. Well, I didn't know if you would want to spend a whole episode analyzing how something is analyzed and not analyzing a legitimate fictional narrative like you usually do. It, it, it can definitely be done. I mean, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, we did understanding comics and, it, you know, it's just a... It's an episode on like how to yeah how to understand comics you know um yeah or just like what the definition of them are um but uh yeah i mean because we've we've looked at a whole bunch of similar things where it's like this isn't really some like a narrative story yeah um uh, that we've either pitched or t t talked about in the past like off mic and like we could do something kind of like this and it's like yeah we kind of could yeah. but i don't know it might be hard um mm -hmm. so yeah I, th I think i'll pass on that one but i will check it out and we can definitely t talk about that at a later mm -hmm. date um man do i want to go because i was I talking to you that you mentioned you really like Joss Whedon stuff? Was the or was I it haven't else? like I know I've liked everything I have seen from his catalog. I haven't seen all of it. I've seen Firefly, Serenity, I think the first season of Dollhouse, the musical episode of Buffy, oh, and yes. the first two Avengers movies. Okay, and Doctor Horrible. I can't forget about Doctor Horrible. I also really like that. Okay, 
Um, I think I'm gonna go with Much Ado About Nothing. Awesome. Yeah. That's the one I was really feeling, but I'm like, ah, do I want to pick a movie two times in a row? And also, like, you guys did Prince of Cats fairly no, you're, recently. No, you're totally yes. good. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there will be t- t- times when we do comic books back-to-back or, you know, mm-hmm. movies back-to-back. So it doesn't really matter as long as we try and mix mix it up as best we can. Um, sweet. Much Ado About Nothing by Josh, by Joss Whedon. Sounds good. We will be talking about that next week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited because I, I, I also don't know much about Shakespeare. So it's, it's always no expert. interesting for me to like find out about more Shakespeare stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like we, we, we did our like Romeo and Juliet you know thing in school and stuff like that but that was kind of about it i think we read like a truncated version of hamlet or something or we watched Mm -hmm. one of the movies i don't know um but yeah so i'm i'm excited to talk about that uh you said you were really in the mood for that one as well so that should be exciting um, yeah, it's coming up on Shakespeare in the Park season here uh, in St. Louis. They do that okay. around like May, June. So I'm like, ah, oh. and they're not doing it this year. They're not doing much to do about nothing this year. It's Romeo and Juliet. But I'm still like, I'm in a Shakespeare mood. Okay. Like, let's tackle this. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you guys for jo- joining us if you were on the live stream with us. Um, you guys should definitely come follow us on Twitch. Uh, make it an account it is free we need some love mm-hmm. on our twitch page um we need more followers there once we reach 50 followers on t- on twitch we get a little subscribe button which people can then subs not not only follow us but can subscribe to us if you really like our show which will then uh support us monetarily you can subscribe for like five bucks a month or something like that or if you have amazon prime you get a f- a free Twitch Prime subscription uh, that you can give out once a month to whoever you want that has a sub you know a, a subscribe button. So if we can get to fifty followers, we might be able to get some more help monetarily and stuff like that, which would be sweet. Um, but if you cannot make the live streams, which we will be working out a like a set time for what those will be very mm-hmm. soon. Um, we've kind of been feeling out a c- couple of different times and, and stuff like that and just kind of get in the habit of recording these uh, 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 again. So now that we are back, we will uh, get a set time. So be looking for that on Twitter. You can follow us at the whatnots. Um, once again, that being said, if you cannot make the live streams, this goes up on YouTube and as a podcast uh, the following week no matter what universe you are in. Uh, so go go check it out. Go subscribe on iTunes or Apple or Google Podcasts or wherever. Um, and go subscribe to our YouTube page. Our YouTube page could use a lot of love as well. We don't have very many subscribers over there. So we, we, we need your help. We need your help on all the social media stuff. Um, you can follow me 
personally, if you want to yell at me for something that I said, you can uh, follow me at Hush315. And Melissa, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And then also to throw out a small plug. Go for it. Uh, you mentioned The Amazing Spider-Man 2 earlier. <laughs> I was recently on my friend's podcast, Trifecta. That's try with a Y, where it's three people reviewing three things that all fit in a category together. And okay. I was on the episode comparing the three cinematic Spider-Man actors. So okay. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. And uh, I did end up spending a lot of time talking about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So if you want my thoughts about that, you can go listen to episode four of Trifecta. Tom Holland all the way. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, he is the one we pick as number one. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. Well, uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking about Much Ado About Nothing. We hope you guys go watch that and join us because it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know what we also need to do? We need to, you know, you know how Paul and I had the, like, I'm Kyla Springer and I'm Paul <laughs> King. We are the whatnots. Goddamn right we are. Uh, yeah. We need to c- c- come up with something like that that we can do. Oh, Whether yes. at the, like, start or end of the, of the, of the show. Um, mm-hmm. that just like a nice out, outro where it's like, my name's Kyle Springer and I'm Melissa and <laughs> yay team, the, you know, <laughs> yay <it's>, team. <laughs> something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, I'll think about we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk eventually mm-hmm. ab- 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 <laughs> about it and figure it out. But until then, thank you guys for listening in. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.